0: We live in a fast paced, hectic world where it is easy to feel overwhelmed, stressed, and out of control. How do you manage all the competing pressures without losing your sense of yourself? How do you stay focused enough to not only plot a path, but follow it? Welcome to Master Your Life, a show that offers inspiration, insight, and intelligence, as well as success stories from many walks of life that can show you how you can control your own destiny. Our knowledgeable and entertaining hosts and their guests give practical advice that you can use every day in the quest to master your life. Now, here are your hosts, Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin.
1: Welcome to Master Your Life, the show of insight, intelligence and inspiration where we ask you to consider every week. Where are you right now in your life, and where is it that you would like to be? I'm host, Leah Mattinson, along with my co-host, Dr. Howard Rankin. Howard, how are you doing this week?
2: I am well, thank you, Leah, and I was... I was uh, gratified of the feedback we got from last week's show. Um, for those of you who, for some reason, couldn't hear it or didn't listen to it, it was a show about the limitations of the brain and mind and how thinking is almost inevitably biased, and we were talking about that, talking about the influences of all, all sorts of things, memory, attention. And today, this is really a perfect uh, continuation of that theme because we're very fortunate to have Mary Shores with us Mary has just uh, released a book through Hay House called Conscious Communication about many things. One of the things is the power of words and, and how they influence you. So I'm really interested to hear Mary and talk with her today. Welcome, Mary, to our show.
3: It is my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Howard and Leah.
2: Oh, you are so welcome and just tell us a little bit, because our listeners like to, to, to put some of this in context, how did you get into this field? What was your your journey, as it were, into this field of conscious communication and and training and coaching people?
3: Well, I've been a CEO of a small business for 20 years, and my company deals a lot with talking to people over the phone. And I had created a communication system that I eventually started training on around the country in things like healthcare, IT, customer service issues. And eventually, um, I really wanted to write a book, and I started to see that the system that I had created for communications would really work as a personal development program. And so I started my journey of wanting to write a book, and I was very specific that I wanted to publish it with Hay House. And so, yeah, and it took me another two and a half years from that point, and mm-hmm. now the book is in the world. Excellent. So let's talk a
1: little bit about Hay House, Mary. What was your experience with them, and why in particular did you decide to go with them, and what was your process for publishing?
3: Well, I love, love, love Louise Hay, and I tell the story in the book, but what I was literally just... It was around the year 2011 and maybe 2012, and I was in my bathtub, and I was watching YouTube, and YouTube is super um, intuitive, like it'll suggest videos for you to watch, and the video came on You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. It's actually a documentary film about her life, and I just was frozen to that screen, and I sat in that bathtub for the entire 90 minutes of the documentary until my skin was like withered up raisins and the water was ice cold. And when it was over, and I mean, I was literally crying the entire time. It was like I was crying from every, every pore in my body was just crying. That's how much of an effect this documentary had on me. Wow. I jumped out of that bathtub and I just started screaming and dancing around in my bathroom. Louise Hay is going to publish my book. Louise Hay is going to publish my book. And um, so now it's like I don't know, five or six years later, and and it's I've made that happen. I'm I really do believe that I manifested that into the world, and I love all things Hay House.
2: Well, that yeah, that's great, and they are a great organization. I was very fortunate to have a book published by them some years ago, uh, and it was a great experience. And I'm glad that you've had the same experience with them, um, and they do a great job in in really trying to help. Um writers who haven't perhaps had a track record in writing, don't they? And, and they do did you ever go to any of their writers workshops at all or, or I did. In did twenty
3: you? in twenty fifteen I went to the Hay House Writers Workshop and the thing that I the thing that I loved about the idea of the Hay House Writers Workshop in comparison to other writers workshops that I went to is that Hay House teaches you how to publish. They teach you how to write a proposal. And if any of you listening, you know, have an inner dream to write a book, then this is for you because you can go to one of these writers workshops and they'll actually give you an opportunity to turn in a proposal mm-hmm. and then someone is going to win a book deal. And the time that I went in 2015, I was that someone and I won at I won a book deal. I got a $10,000 advance to write my book. And now it's published. So the next workshop is in Orlando, October 21st and 22nd. If any of you are interested, um, you can certainly email me, mary at maryshores.com, and I will send you the information.
1: Right. That's so excellent. Congratulations on winning that prize because that's, that's I'm sure, was a fierce competition, although (laughs) Mm -hmm. maybe fierce is not the word that they want to use in hate House. (laughs) Sublime, surreal. (laughs) But it would be, yeah, definitely a feather in your cap. And and I think it goes to just show the credibility of actually the content of your book. So uh, I'd love to just kind of dive into what is the actual like proper title, full title of your book? Because it's not just create uh, conscious communication. And it's conscious communication.
3: Your step-by-step guide to harnessing the power of your words to change your mind, your choices, and your
2: life. Very good. Yes, and so you when you developed this for your business, you developed, you know, to help presumably people interacting with other businesses and, and the public, what were some of the things that, you know, what struck you about that? What, what did you see that people were doing they could have done better? And how did you go about changing that?
3: Well, a big thing is, you know, a lot of it is what I noticed in myself, Okay. So it was really, it started as a desire to, I, I am very passionate about personal development, and I just noticed things, how I was getting in my own way. Like So for example, um, I used to say to myself all the time, I want to write a book, but I'm not a writer. <clears throat> and I would say, I'm a CEO, I'm not a writer. Well, what I realized was every time I said the words, I'm not a writer, it's like it's a mirror into my subconscious mind and my belief systems. And I knew that I needed to really change what was in my belief systems, because as long as I was saying, I'm not a writer, it meant I believed I was not a writer and I was never going to write anything. So, you know, that really, that first part of the process (laughs) was to figure out how can I how can I change the beliefs that I'm not even aware of that exist?
1: Yes. So once you identified the I am not a writer,
3: <laughs> how did you turn that around for you
1: and your story?
3: I um, There's many, many ways that I went about it. And in the book, I love to go over all of the different methods that I used to be able to improve my life. So I love... You know, that's why the book is subtitled To Change Your Mind, Your Choices, and Your Life, because what I've noticed is that in in the world of personal development these days, we talk a lot about alignment. But I used to hear that, and I didn't know what it meant. Like, honestly, I was like, get in alignment. I mean, I thought, are you speaking Spanish to me right now? I don't understand. And, you know, so step one was really figuring out what does alignment mean, And when I broke it down, I figured out that it means you have to get your feelings, your thoughts, your words, and your actions all moving in the same direction of what you want. And because we all have these infinite possibilities, you know, if every potential exists, then how do I turn something from a potential or a possibility into a probability? And that's what I learned how to do.
2: Interesting. And so along the way, once you convinced yourself you could write this book and um, got rid of that rather limiting belief, um, how did you set about doing it? As, as somebody who writes for a living, I'm just always interested in how people actually do, because writing is, is not easy. Um, it's, it's editing, it's thinking, it's, it's a great process, but a lot of people do get stuck on it. How did, how did you get beyond that? Uh, or or was it simply that once you said, look, I can write this, you just sat down and started writing?
3: Well, I think that I'm a big believer in understanding the power of getting out of your comfort zone and understand the power of just taking one step in a new direction. If you can just take that one step, you can make changes that would just ultimately blow your mind. And my one step of going in a new direction was going to a writer's workshop at Omega Institute in New York. And it was actually taught by Cheryl Strayed. So that mm-hmm. was years ago. But what I found yeah. out during that, that workshop was that I could write.
1: Right. And so did you have some sort of a belief from school? I think about people who, you know, school age children and, and, uh, are teenagers that, you know, that's supposed to be something that we learn in school and that, for some reason, I, I, for some reason, we lose the ability to think that we can do that thing. But we're expected to write stories when we're in elementary and junior high, and even senior high to graduate. Uh, at least in Canada, we are. So, so do you think there's some sort of a disconnect um, that happens between you know our kids' experience of school and when we get into adulthood that interrupts that ability, the the thought that I am able to do
3: things. Yeah, I'm sure that. That, I mean, I, I definitely go over in the book, especially in chapter two, where the beliefs come from. But I can mm-hmm. say that for me personally, it didn't really have to do with that. It just had to do with I admired authors so much that yeah. I put them up on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it probably was more of an issue of unworthiness or feeling like I wasn't capable of it because I held these authors. I mean, in those days, if somebody said to me that, they wrote a book I just thought they were the most incredible amazing person on the planet that that was just so cool that they actually wrote a book because you know writing a book takes a lot of discipline it's a long process and I think if you write a book it really shows you can follow through
2: for sure yeah absolutely for sure um and again, just following up on Leah's question, perhaps you're not aware of, of what's happening, and, and I'm not. And perhaps it would just be too much of a generalization to talk about education today and what is not emphasized. Um, but I certainly hope in schools that writing and expression and expressing yourself and following through, as you rightly say, writing a book is, is following it through. It's building it brick by brick and... Um, that that is taught because that's an important life skill, not just a writing skill. Would you agree with that, Mary?
1: Absolutely, I would. And so I think that links to kind of the neuroscience that we talk about, our interest in the brain and neuroscience, and you definitely talk about that. So can you explain uh, just to the listeners what, what your thoughts are on brain and neuroscience and how that has impacted the work that you're bringing into the world?
3: Well, all, so the book that I wanted to write is... Um, I had a very specific idea in mind is that I wanted to write a book that is explaining to the world how it is that we are creating our life because I completely 100% believe that we create our life, we create our own reality, and I wanted to explain it in a way that used um, neuroscience um, to explain why this is true because I think that there are a lot of law of attraction books on the shelf today, and I don't (laughs) think think that the Law of Attraction books tell the full story. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to explain why this is happening from a neuroscientific point of view. And um, so I have an entire chapter in the book that's that's dedicated to that, but there's really nothing um, overly sciency about it. So it's just like talking about how you form your belief systems, by learning from and observing your family. um, You can learn your belief systems by your early childhood experiences and also by, like, what is your culture scape? You know, what kind of environment did you grow up in? And then for the neuroscience part of it, I really picture this way that our brains, our subconscious mind, store all of its memories and all of its experiences, and we create these stories about ourselves. Well, the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves really become our identity because we're so attached to these stories, and once you learn how to reframe the stories in your mind, you can reframe your entire life. This explains how I became Wonder Woman. (laughs) I believe it. I believe it.
1: I believe it, too. So, And I I have to ask, (laughs) because it's like, so what are your favorite words? What are just some of your favorite words that you practice saying over and over to yourself, uh, you know, top three or
3: five? I spent an entire year writing a page of affirmations a day. And um, the result of that was I wrote thousands and thousands of affirmations. And so I'm not really aware of having favorite words. I mean, I've just never contemplated that before. Um, But what I do have is a favorite way of creating what I say. So, like, for example, if, if someone needs a job and... They're saying, you know, I can't find a job, the job market is too tough, there's too much competition, nobody's hiring. And, you know, I think that a lot of people would tell them to say affirmations that are like, I am getting the perfect job, and, but that doesn't feel congruent to the person. Or right. like that wouldn't feel congruent to me to say something that wasn't true. Right. So I, right. would, I would want to teach that person to say something like, um, guide me to opportunities every day. Guide me yeah. to rendezvous with like minded people every single day.
2: And I completely agree with that because so much of this industry is really about trying to tell people things that they're not going to believe. You know, it may sound good, but as you rightly say, it's not congruent with them. And it's just overly optimistic or it doesn't relate to them. And so the approach where you are actually trying to be realistic with people is is very very important it's where it starts i think because if people are not going to be able to see you as realistic you've lost them right off the the bat so i think that is i think that's really critical leah you have something to say on that
1: Oh yeah and so that again and that that destroys my idea of being Wonder Woman. <laughs> I well,
2: if you believe it.
1: A, if you believe it, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> if you believe it. No, I think that's absolutely true. I think that uh, that there's lots of the marketplace that is spattered with with uh, information that it's like, you know, if you just think it then it'll it's going to happen like when a lottery and and you know we know that that doesn't seem congruent when we say it out loud that's why you know many of us don't do the practice of buying lottery tickets uh however uh in this book this might be like buying a lottery ticket for you listeners because this actually does have the practical realistic steps that people can take to actually um uh you know Figure out what it is that they want to do and to take action on it and get out of their own way. So, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk more with Mary about her book, Conscious Communication, and how um, it might have helped you in the areas of your life where you're struggling right now. So, after the break, we'll pick it up on Master Your Life.
0: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: Hey gang, this is Leah Mattinson, and I know if you're listening to my program right now that you're somebody who is interested in mastering your life. Maybe you're interested in being a better parent, or living with more energy and vitality in the face of a debilitating disease. Or are you just stuck in a rut and want to learn how to reconnect, play, and enjoy your life fully again? then I invite you to come to reallifetraining.com to learn about my upcoming Real Life Reflections, a weekly live interactive workshop. These closed group discussions dive deep into life's biggest real life challenges and how to successfully navigate them. Now you can become a participant in these discussions with me. So if that sounds like where you'd like to be and how you'd like to feel, come on over to the website at reallifetraining.com and see how you can access more health, happiness, and joy each week. reallifetraining.com, where we help people to help themselves.
4: When was the last time you said, I love myself and I love my life? Can't recall? Has it been five years? Ten maybe? Or do you quite literally not remember a time when you felt peaceful and joyful? Well, how would you like to be one of those special women who glow because you're on a path to awakening and evolving consciously? If that sounds like where you want to be, but you just don't know how to get there, come join Leah Mattinson for one of her upcoming retreats in a beautiful, intimate, and very exclusive location. Dive deep in mind, body, and spirit. Go to reallifetraining.com for details.
1: If you've been searching for fat loss and mental clarity in one place, think ketosis. Maybe you've heard about a ketogenic diet but have been totally turned off by the painstaking effort to do it. Well, agonize no longer because there is a solution. What could be just as simple and easy as taking your daily vitamins? Visit reallifetraining.expert to find out. Raise your hand and get in on the front end of the total wellness revolution. Get well, manage your mood, clear your mind. Visit reallifetraining.expert
3: now.
0: Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market
1: live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: You are tuned in to Master Your Life. To reach Leah Mattinson, Dr. Howard Rankin, or their guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Leah, that's L-E-A-H-A, at changeyourlife.expert. Now, back to Master Your Life.
2: Welcome back to Master Your Life. I'm Dr. Howard Rankin along with my great co-host, Leah Manson. Today we're fortunate to have with us Mary Shores, the author of a new book called Conscious Communication, your step-by-step guide to harnessing the power of your words to change your mind, your choices, and your life. And Mary, I just want to pick up on something that Leah said in the first half of the show. She said she keeps telling herself she's Wonder Woman. I wonder what you thought about that.
3: Huh. I love it because we each have a hero or a heroine, someone that we look up to. It could be a grandmother, it could be a character from a book. And you know Howard, I'll ask you in just a moment what who would you be if you could be any superhero? The reason I think that this is important is because, you know, there's some reason she chose Wonder Woman. There's some quality that Wonder Woman embodies that she also embodies. And in the book, we really, we talk about this. We actually tell the story of the movie Fried Green Tomatoes. And because in that movie, the character Evelyn is played by Kathy Bates, and she, goes, she undergoes this radical transformation. And in part of that transformation, it's because she creates this alter ego of Tawanda. And when she lived her life as Tawanda, she's doing big, big empowering things. Whereas when she was Evelyn, she wasn't empowered at all. And so I think it's really great because if we... If we choose life through these alter egos, it will amaze us the things we can accomplish and what and who we can become.
2: Yeah, and it is interesting as someone who's got to know Leo over the past year or so, you know, she's pretty close to Wonder Woman, I have to say. <laughs> Um, you know, if you knew the backstory of her and the things that she does and has done, you know she's pretty amazing. So I'm not surprised she said that she was Wonder Woman. To be honest, I'm completely stumped on on that one. You're going to ask who I am? I, I was going to say Woody Allen, but I don't think he's a superhero. Um, one of the well, things it doesn't, uh,
3: <laughs> it doesn't have to be a superhero. Just someone right. that you identify with.
2: Oh, it's that—that's—that's that's really interesting that you should say that. So I say I, it wasn't really a superhero, but I remember many, many years ago as a kid, it, I was raised in Britain, and there was a famous British guy called Peter Ustinov. He was an actor, oh, yeah. but he—you mm-hmm. remember him? And he would mm-hmm. appear on TV, and he'd seem so wise, and he'd be mm-hmm. telling these stories, and he was funny, and he was wise. And even then, as a kid, I'm—I'm I'm not sure. I was even ten years old. I really related to that. I really related to that. And you know, some of the other um, British notable British people of the past, George Bernard Shaw, who has you know somewhat cynical, great wit, great observation. Um, I relate to that. So I don't know that it's a superhero. I'm not sure I'm climbing buildings and saving Gotham, but um, it's it's interesting that, you know, those, those characters do reflect who I am. Now, maybe you'd say, well, perhaps you need to choose other ones because they're not that helpful to you. Uh, I'm not sure what your reaction to that would be. Not, well, not how about superhero. I tell you
3: who mine were?
2: Okay. Yes.
3: <laughs> okay. So mine were um, Jessica Rabbit. And Scarlet uh, O'Hara. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's quite the combination. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I mean, but the and then in the book it, it tells the story because, you know, the same thing. Like I chose Jessica Rabbit because I'm tall and I'm curvy and um, I resonate with Jessica Rabbit because Jessica Rabbit was kind of this sex sexy sex symbol, but she chose as her partner, Roger Rabbit, who's this goofy, Mm -hmm. can't get it together, but she stands by her man because he is so passionate about what he believes in. And that Mm -hmm. was what I love about Jessica Rabbit is how she, through Roger, was able to like, they were able to be such good partners. And then I chose Scarlett because Scarlett, she is business brilliant. You know, Scarlett is just Oh, my gosh. I mean, I've got a mad girl crush on Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, I I realized, and this story is in the book, and I broke down into, I mean, big tears. The day that I realized I don't want to be Scarlett anymore. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be her because you know why? Because Scarlett is full of struggle and drama and mm-hmm. chaos, and her child dies. And Rhett leaves her, and, you know, she's got to bury the body in the backyard because she, she shot the Yankee soldier. You know, she's got to deliver the baby, and she doesn't know how to deliver a baby. And I thought, you know what? I don't want a life of chaos. So right. then I decided I wanted to be Dorothy because Dorothy ah. had the power all along.
2: Interesting. Yes.
1: That's so,
3: interesting all these archetypes, hey? <laughs> I think it's so awesome. Like I I mean I have yes. but but there is, like there's a reason you chose Wonder Woman. There's a reason you identify Oops. with that. And you can totally and to, to Howard's question, there's no judgment. Um one of my one of my office mates, she chose Edna from The Incredibles. I don't know if you've ever seen that Disney movie mm. The Incredibles. Yes. There's this totally. short little character who designs all the superhero costumes and her name is Edna. What? Mm-hmm.
2: And that's who my like one of my office girls chose. Wow! It, yes. Wow! Well, interesting. I I, um, <laughs> I just need to throw this little tidbit in there because it's very relevant. I think um, I worked. I worked with a number of people who had um, what used to be called multiple personality, now called dissociative disorder, and they they had alter egos. And this woman had been terribly abused, and. One day we, you know, we were looking at who does she identify. She said, "I,", I she said, "I'm the ugly duckling.
4: I'm Aww. the ugly
2: duckling." And I said, "No, you're not. You're a beautiful mm-hmm. swan.
4: Yeah.
2: You're just identifying with the wrong group. You've misidentified okay. yourself." And that was the same sort of thing that you're talking about. Is how do you see yourself? Uh, if you see yourself in this way, and you might not even be aware of how deeply that runs in you. Unquestionably, it's going to affect you.
3: I I love it. I love it. So yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks for exploring the little Wonder Woman possibilities.
1: Yes, yes, and I and I think like you, I've morphed through the years. So in my almost death decade, I think that I went from and to things that suited me, but in a very conscious way. Uh, so um, when I could see, just like you, that the Jessica Rabbit wasn't necessarily working. Uh, uh, in, oh, it
2: was starlight. in the life that I want. Um, let let me talk while we're waiting to get her back, Mary. Let's talk about the impact of words. is something that I'm I'm really interested, in. you're you're interested in it. You know, from the subconscious neurology point of view, as am I. And you know, there's there's a certain amount of research looking at what how words impact the brain, and sure. Uh, and I, I don't think people realize that. I was just fascinated by reading the research about how words impact different parts of the brain. And depending on what the word, the same word, same sounding word, uh, which has different meanings, will resonate in different areas of the brain. So uh, words are incredibly powerful. And I think that's, uh, if people understood some of this research, they would see that, boy, it isn't just something going in through my ears it's actually impacting your brain and recruiting all sorts of processes going on. And I'm sure that's what you found when you were writing the book, right?
3: Um, Yeah. So I think that there's, I talk a lot in the book about some neuroscience, especially just as a foundation of it. But in our brains, we have neurons and the neurons are connected by synapses and a string of line together of neurons and synapses are called a neural pathway. And, Whatever words you use, so going back to my earlier example, whenever I was saying, I am not a writer, there's a neural pathway in my mind. And every time I said the words, I am not a writer, I was strengthening that neural pathway. But if I could just change my words and I could say, I'm learning how to be a writer or I'm moving in the direction of being a writer or I'm practicing being a writer or I am a writer. I mean, now I'm very comfortable saying I'm a writer and not just that I'm a writer, but I'm a damn good writer. Every time I say those words, I'm creating a new neural pathway and I'm strengthening that neural pathway.
1: Absolutely. And so what are the, so now that you've done that process, what are the things that you're working on for yourself at this time?
3: Well, I mean, it's funny you should ask that because at 43 years old, you know, I'm really Mm -hmm. looking at being in a whole new career. Mm -hmm. And um, so being in a new career presents, you know, growth opportunities. And um, so I just always build my affirmations around what I need. And I have these five different types of affirmations. The first ones are negative or disempowering affirmations. So this would be like the example of when I'm saying, I am not a writer. And we wanna reframe those negative or disempowering statements. And I also have these releasing statements. So releasing statements are things designed where you can say something like, I release my fear of abandonment. And that's a very powerful thing to do, especially with done, when done with intensity. And um, I also have I am statements. So I am statements are affirmations that declare qualities, personality traits, and lifestyle choices that you want to be true about yourself. So like I might say, I am a best-selling author um, or other, you know, other similar things. And then we've got asking statements like I highlighted before. Guide me to the right opportunities today. Help me rendezvous with like-minded people. Um, I'm always in the right place at the right time. And then my last one is gratitude statements. I'm really huge on being grateful. And um, I run a Facebook group called Declaring Gratitude where everyone in the group shows, shares three gratitudes every day. And that has just been big fun. And also, by having a daily gratitude practice, you will also create new neural pathways in the brain.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that's one of the most powerful um tools in a person's toolkit is gratitudes and i used to practice that every single night before i went to bed i would go through the whole alphabet <laughs> and just oh that's awesome a through Z. yeah what i was and i did i found that it really really did work so now it's more of a natural habituated thing after doing the practice for you know 20 years again aging myself but it becomes just a daily practice then so i love, love that i think that's just such a phenomenal place for people to go and practice Just saying, Uh, we had another guest on was talking about um, that they get their uh, folks to write uh, one letter a day, which I also thought was great. Whether they sent it or they didn't send it, the act of writing it down on a piece of paper uh, changes things. uh, You know, how, again, how our neurons are are, uh, connected to one another and creating these new pathways. So, uh, So congratulations on putting that out in the world. I just think that's fantastic. And that's a Facebook page, is it?
3: Declaring Gratitude is um, a Facebook group that mm. members of it can share three gratitudes a day.
2: Cool. Very cool. I will check that out. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. What we've been talking about so far, it seems, is the concepts, of the words, the things you tell yourself, which are convey attitudes. What about individual words? Do you go much into that? um because I believe in individual specific words and I don't mean you know no or yes I mean specific words connote different things and how you use those words can make a difference. Do you have any thoughts on that?
3: About a year ago, I woke up one morning and I had this strange desire come to me from out of nowhere that was um, that I needed to learn the Hebrew alphabet And it was just really strange. I mean, who wakes up and thinks I need to learn the Hebrew alphabet? So I went on to YouTube, and I started searching how I could learn the Hebrew alphabet. And I found this rabbi who had recorded his Hebrew classes. And I found the one on the Hebrew alphabet, and I started watching it. And at 29 minutes in, the most amazing thing happened. He said, there is a word in the English language, and we all know it as the word that the magician uses when he pulls the rabbit out of the hat. He said, the word is abara kadabara. And he said that that was an ancient Aramaic word which meant abara, I will create, kadabara, as I speak. Abara oh, wow. kadabara, I will create oh. as I speak. So to answer your question, I would say, I mean, I'm I, I'm not the language police, and I kind of make fun of these people, and I call them the law of attraction language police. They're the people who are they're the people who correct every word you say, and I'm not that. Um, but what I would say is that be aware that you are creating your world with every word you speak. There's a very famous quote, I have it in the book, and of course it spaces me who it is, but it says, the limits of my words are the limit of my world.
2: Yeah, fascinating. Fascinating stuff. Um, Absolutely. I love that Abracadabra. Um, We're going to use that a lot, I think. Well,
3: and at the time, at the time that I saw the video, you know, I was really wrestling with something that had to do with the book. And so mm. it was just, it was really, I'm so glad that I followed my gut because, mm. um, it was really, it was a, such a big day. And I understand now the reason why. So it, to me, it's like it doesn't matter what your favorite words are or, it's understanding the power of words is creating your world. In every moment to moment, you are creating your world with what you say, with what you do, with every action you take, with everything, everything that comes out of your mouth is creating the world around you. And you're doing that because everything affects your relationships. So if I'm in a relationship, everything I say, everything I think, everything I do, every action I take is either going to cleanse that relationship and create a deeper connection or it's going to clog that relationship and cause a disconnection. But that's true in every area of life. It's true in your career. It's true in your finances. It's true in your spiritual development, in your personal development. It's true in your wellness routine. And so... I really love to talk about cleanse or clog.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. So when we come back after the break, we'll pick up uh, exactly on that, Uh, Mary. I think that's a really good analogy for people to take and just to think about during this commercial break, am I cleansing or am I clogging? And when we come back on the other side of Master Your Life, we'll explore more with Mary Shores.
4: your world change your life voice america empowerment.com when was the last time you said i love myself and i love my life can't recall has it been five years ten maybe or do you quite literally not remember a time when you felt peaceful and joyful well how would you like to be one of those special women who glow because you're on a path to awakening and evolving consciously If that sounds like where you want to be, but you just don't know how to get there, come join Leah Mattinson for one of her upcoming retreats in a beautiful, intimate, and very exclusive location. Dive deep in mind, body, and spirit. Go to reallifetraining.com for details.
1: Hey gang, this is Leah Mattinson, and I know if you're listening to my program right now, that you're somebody who is interested in mastering your life. Maybe you're interested in being a better parent or living with more energy and vitality in the face of a debilitating disease. Or are you just stuck in a rut and want to learn how to reconnect, play, and enjoy your life fully again? Then I invite you to come to reallifetraining.com to learn about my upcoming Real Life Reflections, a weekly live interactive workshop. These closed group discussions dive deep into life's biggest real life challenges and how to successfully navigate them. Now you can become a participant in these discussions with me. So if that sounds like where you'd like to be and how you'd like to feel, come on over to the website at reallifetraining.com and see how you can access more health, happiness, and joy each week. Reallifetraining.com, where we help people to help themselves.
3: Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top.
0: You are tuned in to Master Your Life. To reach Leah Mattinson, Dr. Howard Rankin, or their guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Leah, that's L-E-A-H-A, at changeyourlife.expert. Now, back to Master
2: Your Life. Welcome back to Master Your Life. I'm Dr. Howard Rankin, along with my co-host, Wonder Woman, (laughs) <laughs> and today we are talking about talking to Mary Shaw's really fascinating stuff on conscious communication, the use of words, how that changes everything in your life. And Mary, before the break we were talking about how being more aware of what you're saying to yourself can either cleanse or clog, and, and that seems to be a phrase that, that is important or, or resonates with you.
3: Yeah, so Going back to the beginning of the show, you know, one of the things that I said was that I was hugely confused by the concept of alignment. And so the way that I figured this out for myself was to learn it through this cleanser clog, meaning that you really want your thoughts, your feelings, your words, and your actions in alignment with whatever is your goal So if my goal is that I want to write a book, then I need to be thinking about writing a book. I need to be thinking and I need to be feeling confident that I can write a book. I need to talk about writing a book and I need to take action and make choices towards writing a book. But how do you do that? It's not always so super clear how you are getting your life in alignment. So I came up with Cleanser Clog and it really is just about, you know, if I'm on a diet, all I need to do is look at a piece of food and I just need to ask myself, will this piece of food cleanse my body or will it clog it? And so I think we all know if I eat an apple or a piece of broccoli that that is going to cleanse my system. But if I eat, say, a piece of chocolate lava cake with a glass of red wine, then that is going to clog my system. Well, I got to thinking that really everything in life either cleanses you or clogs you and my goal has now been this 8020 rule where 80% of the time i'm really striving to make cleansing connected choices and then 20% of the time i don't i don't have to be so perfect and as long as i can live under that golden rule and and really pay attention to you know how am i talking to my partner what actions am i taking did i did i take the time out to have cleansing activities and in the book we actually have tables that give you lots of examples and allow you to measure whether you believe your activities in life are cleansing you or clogging you that's
1: a- absolutely totally practical and a great skill for people to have so I again encourage people to pick up the book because it sounds like a like a good workbook and a toolkit uh, to help people to get grounded in just that really basic sort of like am I moving towards things that are more healthy for me am I growing or am I dying and <laughs> and uh, we talk about that a lot on this show uh, you know people there's a book called change or die and literally people don't want to change that much so they're so this is a really good way of inching people forward to that and I like that you're it's like you say you're not the NLP police you're not the you know linguistic police uh you know that you have this little bit more forgiveness or or space for people and yourself to be um, human you know so the 80-20 rule applying to how you kind of practically apply these things in your day-to-day life so for do you have some stories that you can share of, of, you know, people or clients or experiences that you've had where you've seen people use this cleanser clog sort of idea and make fairly you know good shifts for themselves?
3: Well I've been getting I've been getting a lot of phone calls. Um and even people that I've been on podcasts with. So People tell me that um, what they've noticed in their life ever since they have discovered cleanser clog is they're much more consciously aware of each choice because, you know, I was saying before that all of our choices, um, we have this infinite amount of potentials that we could live up to, mm-hmm. but it's really those those individual choices that you make that are going to make your probabilities um you know, like taking one action versus another. So going to a writer's workshop, if you're out there and you want to write a book, going to the Hay House writer's workshop would very much be a cleanse. Um, for, for finances, you know, one of the examples that I like to give is to say, when you get your tax return, you know, do you treat it like you just won the lottery and go out and buy a big screen TV or a motorbike or, you know, whatever, then that's a clog. But if you use that same money to pay off your debt or make an investment, then that's a cleanse. Well, then you get into like, what about this gray area? What if you use that money and you take a vacation? So you didn't buy something and you didn't invest it, but it could still be a cleanse because you've done something that's going to create greater connection with your family by investing in this vacation. So what happens is people really change the lens of how they make their choices,
2: just by applying cleanse or clog. I really like the metaphors that you've used there, cleanse or clog, um, because they're not as extreme as, as a lot of things that you hear people say. Uh, you know, Leah referred to that book, mm-hmm. you know, change or die. Yes. Uh, yeah, That's pretty drastic. Cleanse or clog is a metaphor. First of all, it's a visual that people can see and think is really important. And it's not extreme, but you can what you're what you're saying. Those words imply is you can kind of clog things up, or you can you know cleanse and, and open things up for you. I really really like that, Mary. I think it's awesome. I'm reminded of some studies done. there's there was one at Stanford um, when people were told about a problem, and depending on the words that were used to describe the problem. It actually determined the solutions people said for that problem.
3: I so think the I've, I think I've read that study.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was about it was about um, I think it was a virus or an illness going in a community, and it was either described as a wild beast or a crime. And depending on how it was used, people were asked, "Well, how would you solve this problem?" Depending on what metaphor they were used, they were exposed to that dictated what they said should be done about it. I think that's a great example of how words influence people, you know?
3: it's oh, an amazing example. I have a quote from one of my favorite movies, A Bronx Tale, and it is this, and it really inspired a lot of my writing. It's called, The Choices You Make Will Shape Your Life Forever. And that's one of the things that really inspired Cleanser Clog. So, like, for example, um, you know, making... Setting out to make someone else feel guilty is very much a clog. And reading books is a cleanse. So, you know, there's just lots and lots of examples of how to cleanse yourself and how to clog yourself. And the book is available um, on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble. Um, The book has been spotted in bookstores across the country. We're very, very proud of that. But um, the easiest and best way, I think, to get it is Amazon.com, under the name Conscious Communications by Mary Shores.
1: Wonderful, and I'm sure that many listeners will reach out in the next couple days and grab a copy of that book so that they can start to uh, manifest and realize some real life changes uh, in themselves and in their families. One of the things I would just love to pick up on is kind of the um, the idea of how you went to the Hebrew the Hebrew alphabet. And the reason I want to pick up on that is is because people uh, like to quiet that little voice of, of knowing in them. So when they have these little intuitive moments, uh, and you called it your gut moment, uh, but it's an intuition. That's like, it's a voice saying, learn the Hebrew alphabet. That's not a, that's not a gut thing exactly. There's something a little bit more to that on the, uh, you know, on the realm of the spiritual side of things or the more sublime side of things. Uh, and it's really easy to kind of push that aside and to ignore those little knockings at your, uh, your, the heart of your ego really, and the ego is the God within you, you know, so you have these little knocks that go, like, hey, uh, maybe you should learn the Hebrew alphabet today, and we have the knock, 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 hey, you should maybe go to the writer's workshop today, so I just want to invite people to think about what are times when they can hear a knocking and a clear message to them that, uh, that says, you know, what they could consider doing, and when it's the truth, when it's a cleanse thing, the answer is simple. Uh, you don't have to make up a story about it. And when it's something that's a clog, it's like you have to make up these big stories about, oh, it's okay to eat the chocolate lava cake because <laughs> you, know, you did good today on the you know other 23 hours. So <laughs> go ahead and reward yourself. Uh, but I think that there's some uh, development of some skill where you get quiet enough to be able to hear that internal voice giving you some guidance and direction about how to open up the cleansing moment. So is there things that you encourage people to do in their daily practices, Mary, that help them to hear um, the voice?
3: Well, one of my my daily affirmations was guide me to thoughts in harmony with my core desires. Hmm. And I would say that every day. And Mm -hmm. especially during the time period when I was heavily into the writing process, I was constantly being guided, um, because I needed that. You know, I, I might, I was trying to write a book, I have this big opportunity with Hay House, my dream publisher, and I really was asking for guidance to write the book, to write the book. And so I have Um, I mean, that happened to me every day where I was just guided to things and I was given the the exact right information that um, I needed to have. I talk about it a lot in the book because the book is really at this place where science and spirituality meet because I've always believed that science and spirituality are really one of the same thing, but they're using two different languages to describe the phenomena. And so to me... Spirituality is, is, is the same thing as neurology. It's just using a different language. And so I really go into detail in the book about intuition and about your nervous system and how it works and how you can strengthen it. And my biggest, like, I can give you a quick takeaway right here, right now, would be if you want to strengthen your intuition, then invest in your self-care. Mm-hmm. Take time to relax. Take time to take take care of yourself. You know, keep your nervous system calm, so that when something is coming to you, you will know it.
2: Yeah, I think that's I think that's great advice, and 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 we know that the fight flight um, fight fight system, you know, keeps us on edge, keeps us vigilant, keeps us hyper vigilant, and in a stressful world really has us when you're in that system you are likely to be and the evidence is this we are you are likely to be more negative you are likely to overvalue negative things and undervalue positive ones um and once you go there here we are again back on on clogging yourself up and everything stems stems from that i think so you're right on track um yeah so i mean i just think that's that's important because the stress response takes over very quickly and uh, what i was going to say was um it's and you may know this there are more negative words in the language than positive ones um
3: well what i what i know for sure and what i wrote about in the book uh in chapter 3 which is all about chapter 3 is called your nervous system friend or frenemy and we really talk about what words trigger your either your fight or flight or what words trigger your parasympathetic nervous system. So there I mean I understand everything that you're saying from a perspective of if somebody says the word no, not, can't, won't, however, or unfortunately, it is going to trigger the fight or flight system, your amygdala part of your brain mm-hmm and cause you to become very aggressive and irrational in a conversation because you're gearing up for a fight. The the chemicals that Uh your body is creating, it's like we have this chemical soup, and that is coming directly from the stimulus coming in, and it's creating chemicals that are going to produce an emotion or a feeling. And so what we, we talk about in the book is how you can... How you can get back control of your nervous system, because nervous system things you know after many, many years, you could have adrenal burnout, you can have you know thyroid issues, it's just you know the entire endocrine system is very intricate.
1: yeah, absolutely it is. So the chemical soup uh, piece of things you do address in the book, is that correct, Mary? Yes, I do. yes. Wonderful. And I think the other word that is used all the time that does a similar thing is the word but. (laughs) It's like people will just like launch into a sentence and say but. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's another one that's just so commonly uh, skipped over or misused. And uh, yeah, so not language policing either. And it's like an important thing for people to know so they can start taking control of that. We talk about emotional mastery a lot on Uh, the radio show, and uh, at both of our practices. So I think that the tools that you're teaching people to use and kind of the insight and wisdom that you're asking them to develop and tap into uh, is a really critical piece of having a a successful and and happy life, which is really, at the end of the day, what uh, all of us are striving to do is to be happy within ourselves, and then to extend that happiness out to other people. And I think in this work that you have attained that, and so you should be really proud of this uh, going out into the world, and And I just would like to extend a congratulations. Uh, as a new author, It's it's exciting times, and I'm sure you have... Uh, lots of fans that are encouraging you on your journey, and uh, Howard and I are joining the. the I'll speak for Howard because I'm Wonder Woman. <laughs> 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 joining you in, in that is just uh, congratulations on such a wonderful piece of work. Thank Howard, you, Howard. Any final words?
2: Yeah. yeah, no, no, I, I would. Um, you know, we talked about gratitude earlier. Well, you know, I'm very grateful that we've had this opportunity to get to know you and to, to spread. The Word of Your Work, a book, Conscious Communication, uh, which is now out. Um, before we finish, any other ways of contacting you? Um, obviously, you want people to buy the book, and hopefully they will, but if they want to contact you, do you, you have a website, right?
3: We have a website, maryshores.com. You can find us anywhere on social media under the name Mary, M-A-R-Y, Shores, S-H-O-R-E-S. Now we're also offering for your listeners a free personal development challenge it's called ignite your dreams it'll take you five to ten days to go through it but it's a it's a download it's a twenty six page workbook it's beautifully illustrated um, there There is a one-page action plan in there, which is great for anybody who's an entrepreneur or anybody that um, has a goal. You're going to go through a guided practice of how to reconstruct your goal from the end result. And that's also in the book. But, you know, say you're not ready to buy the book yet, please grab this free download, uh, My Compliments, to the show, and really just enjoy going through that workbook because going through the workbook itself can change your life. And then we have a Facebook group called Fearless Ambition that anyone who's doing any number of my free workbooks, one of my superpowers is creating these personal development challenges. And um, anyone that's in our Facebook group gets access to any new free workbooks that I come out with because I post them in the group all the time.
1: Well, that's... Just absolutely outstanding. So listeners, please ignite your dreams. Go to Mary's website, maryshores.com and find that uh, workbook, download it and start t- participating in her um, good works in the world and, and just feel yourself open up to the possibilities and then the potentials in your own life. Um, for this week, Howard, do you have any closing words?
2: Yes. Cleanse, not clog. Okay. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> really, says it all, I think. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Mary.
3: Thanks, Mary. Thank you. My pleasure.
0: Thank you for being a part of our show today. Master Your Life with Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin can be heard every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go enjoy your successful life.